I can't change what happened, no matter how hard I try. It's not like my parents will just forget that I pulled a knife on them while they were sleeping. Even if they do know I wasn't being myself in the moment, there's always just a wondering suspicion that maybe one day I'll do it again. Or maybe I just think there is. Who knows? It's been years since the possession took place, yet I still think about it almost every day. My psychologist said that these fears will fade, but if so, I haven't really noticed. If anything, they've gotten more intense. My dad told me that after he wasn't able to disassemble the animatronic, he brought it back out to the desert, leaving a warning for anyone who found it. I often wondered if it was still out there, just completely untouched by society for years. I began taking a huge interest in paranormal research throughout my later teen years and figured I should try to study something I knew was truly haunted. So when I turned 18, my friend Justin and I took a truck out to the desert to find it. My dad wouldn't tell me where exactly it was, but I knew the general vicinity, so the side road wasn't too hard to find. When I finally saw the Chuck E. Cheese animatronic out there, a shiver went down my spine. It looked almost exactly as it did when I owned it all those years ago. The note my dad had left was almost completely disintegrated, so if someone had found it, they wouldn't have even been warned. My friend pulled out something called a spirit box, an electronic device that picks up words from paranormal sources. He started scanning up and down the animatronic, seeing if he could find anything, when almost immediately we started hearing this murmuring emit from the box. It was very quiet, but once he turned up the volume, he shuddered and took a step back. It was clear that what the spirit box was reading was a list of names. Five names to be exact. Kaylee, David, Cody, Austin, and Sammy. Just repeating them over and over. For some reason, the words almost put me into kind of a trance, like it was connecting with my consciousness on a deeper level. Then suddenly, the robot's arm jolted forward and grabbed me. The words, Plaza Town, flooded my mind, over and over, with visuals of kids and parents screaming. The words were familiar, but I wasn't quite sure why. Horrified, Justin pulled me away. Quickly we got in and Justin peeled away as fast as he could. That thing was getting inside your head, man! Justin yelled while he accelerated towards the highway. I just sat there stunned, not really sure what to say. At that point I realized what the words Plaza Town meant. It was the name of a mall about a half hour away from my neighborhood. Plaza Town Mall! I think something's gonna happen there! I said to Justin in a panicked tone. He looked at me fearfully and I could tell he didn't want anything to do with this ordeal. So he pretty much just dropped me off as soon as he got the chance. I decided to take my own car to check out the mall a couple hours later. As with most malls these days, like 90% of the stores were out of business, and the halls seemed like a complete ghost town, at least until I turned a corner and caught a glimpse of a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. There was a line of kids and parents all the way out the entrance. Upon looking inside, it was like gazing into the 90s. The theme and decor was all spot on, as if it hadn't changed at all in the last 30 years. 
The craziest thing about it, though, was the sheer number of kids. I mean, it was packed full in a mall where maybe three stores remained open. I went inside and quickly found the manager, staring over at the stage in the back. I walked up to him and got his attention. Excuse me, I was wondering, are you guys always this busy? The last two months, yeah. Ever since we got those. The manager pointed up to the stage. Suddenly the lights dimmed and curtains began to open, slowly revealing one of those full animatronic bands. As soon as they started playing, all the kids started going nuts and cheering for them. I had never seen that kind of reaction in one of those bands before, anywhere. It was the classic Munch's make-believe band. I think I saw them as a kid once. And they were just as strange-looking as I remembered. Instead of playing a song, they started just making weird noises from everyday life. The Chucky robot emitted the sound of a baboon and seemed to look out at the audience to judge their reaction. Then Pascali, the chef animatronic, started playing the sounds of car crashes and explosions. It was really weird. I expected to look over and see the manager freaking out, but he looked enthralled. He started strangely laughing and clapping his hands, just like all the kids were. The show ended on Chucky mumbling some inaudible words as the others played their instruments lightly in the background. The curtains closed, and strangely everyone in the room remained fixated on it, like they couldn't believe it had ended. Then they all just got up and started to leave. Hope to see you tomorrow, the manager yelled as he waved to them and pointed towards the sign at the entrance. It read, Munch's make-believe band's special birthday bash, and was dated for the next day. That night I couldn't stop thinking about the place. Something was just so eerie about those kids' obsession with the band. Before I finally got to sleep, I made the decision to go there the next day and at least see what that birthday bash thing was about and try to keep an eye on the place. Once I got back, I was surprised to find it was even busier than the day before. One thing I noticed too was the kids from yesterday seemed to have brought friends along this time. Everybody had pizzas at the center of their tables and special decorations for the party. The kids didn't even seem excited though. They were mostly just waiting for the band to come on. Literally standing next to arcade games and not even playing. Finally the lights began to lower once again and the animatronic band came on. The five members now had birthday hats and totally new costumes. Chucky began to mumble under his breath once again and the guitars played off key in the background. There was a young boy with a blue hat at the very front of the stage, jumping around going crazy. I had seen him the day before as well, and he seemed like one of the most hardcore fans of the bunch. As I watched the band, I began to feel this euphoria, like I was being lifted out of my body and floating over the room. It then turned completely white, and I saw myself as a kid. I was holding a knife above my parents' bed, staring down at them. Then the younger version of me looked back and screamed this blood-curdling scream, which awoke me from my trance and regained my bearings. I noticed that the kid with the blue hat was now missing from the front of the stage. Looking around, I realized two other kids seemed to have vanished as well. I started searching around the room, looking for them, and saw something that made my stomach drop. The eyes of both the children and parents watching the show 
were completely white, as if rolled into the back of their heads. They just swayed there like zombies listening to the bizarre music, if you could even call it that. Without any other options for what to do, I saw a fire alarm on the wall next to the stage. I ran over and immediately broke the glass and pulled down the handle. The alarm went off and water began pouring down from the ceiling. The kids, parents, and even manager seemed to regain focus at that point. But that was when I heard the parents start screaming. Five kids had gone missing, and they were in a panic to find them. I looked down a hallway towards the back of the restaurant and noticed an emergency exit closing. I ran out the back door and saw a kid walking down the alleyway. Once I finally caught up, I shook him and told him to turn around and go back, to which he immediately started crying. I was eventually able to find and awaken three of the other kids, and luckily they were reunited with their parents. All of them, except for the boy with the blue hat. Police were informed, but they were never able to locate him. Although they did say they were aware of similar occurrences happening in nearby areas as of late. They apparently had a tip about some psycho living in the storm drains around the city. A guy they referred to as the Sewer Seal. In the end, that Chuck E. Cheese establishment closed down for good, and the band was decommissioned as far as I know. However, after that ordeal, rumors spread like wildfire across the internet about the five kids who went missing at Chuck E. Cheese. That wasn't exactly the truth, though. It really only was one kid, and sadly, he was never found. So if you ever find yourself at a Chuck E. Cheese in the future and see that they have one of those animatronic bands still in operation, I would definitely leave that place. You don't want to be the next one to go missing. Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. Hope you enjoyed that original creepypasta. Which Chuck E. Cheese band member do you find to be the creepiest? Leave it in the comments and let's discuss. Please like this video and subscribe to my channel, as well as join the Discord to keep up with the community. Have a horrific evening, everyone, and remember to stay spooky, my friends.